Hello friends, Michael A. Noble. Information about how to view and listen to my content and support the ministry will be given at the end of this message. I hope you consider supporting the ministry so we can continue to get the word out so that whoever believes in the name of Jesus shall be saved. He's coming soon and we want to get it right before it's too late. Amen. Welcome to my preaching series, The Kingdom of God. This is message number 18, part eight, in my discussion about the war against the kingdom. The scripture today is Ephesians chapter six, verses 18, 19, and 20. I've titled today's sermon simply, Prayer, Prayer. We wanna talk about the believer's resource, and guess what? It's prayer. Too many Christians today don't seem to have what they need to stand against Satan and his demons in spiritual warfare. I believe they just don't know what to do about it. They pray to God for help, but don't get an answer. It's like their prayers just bounce off the ceiling and the walls. That's frustrating to a lot of Christians. Or people just try to get whatever they want on their own only to discover that it just doesn't work. We need help and we know it. I've seen people turn from God because he didn't answer their prayers and give them what they want. What's wrong? How come too many of us are struggling? And how come more Christians don't pray with power and get results? What's wrong? Is God listening? Does he care? Oh, I guarantee you he's listening and I know he cares. The real question is, what is the believer's resource and how do I access it? How do I get what God's provided? Let's begin by defining what I'm talking about. A resource is something that is available for use or that can be used for support or help. It's supplies that are designed and set aside just for you but you gotta learn how to get to it. That's a resource. They're designed to help us. They're designed for us to use. They're designed to support us. Paul talks about the believer's resource in Ephesians chapter one, verses three through six. It's so important, let's read it. Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ for the spiritual blessings that Christ has brought us from heaven. Before the world was created, God had Christ choose us to live with him and to be his holy and innocent and loving people. God was kind and decided that Christ would choose us to be God's own adopted children. God treated us with undeserved grace because of the son he dearly loves and so we should praise God. Amen. Yes, we should praise God. These verses make it clear. Jesus brought us as his children spiritual blessings from heaven for us to use as resources until he comes again. What a word. Jesus brought these spiritual blessings from heaven to support us in the war against the kingdom. 
and to help us stand against Satan and his demons when we're attacked in spiritual warfare. These spiritual blessings are available to all believers in Christ, but we need to learn how to access them so we can use them in the fight. And that is where prayer comes in. You see, friends, until Jesus brings everything in heaven and earth together under his authority at the second coming, followers of Jesus Christ must pray to get what we need from God to stand firm in spiritual warfare. And we just learn you ain't got to go up to heaven and bring it down. Jesus brought it down from heaven with him. And it's yours if you're in the kingdom. That's why Paul concludes this letter by talking about these special spiritual blessings from heaven in chapter 6. Let me read today's scripture. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 18, 19, and 20. This is what Paul said. Never stop praying especially for others. Always pray by the power of the Spirit. Stay alert and keep praying for God's people. Pray that I will be given the message to speak and that I may fearlessly explain the mystery about the good news. I was sent to do this work and this is the reason I am in jail. So pray that I will be brave and will speak boldly as I should. Amen. God's special blessings from heaven are accessed by prayer while we are in the kingdom on earth. Prayer is the believer's resource. So what is prayer? Paul uses a compound Greek word here, and it means to exchange wishes. Prayer by definition means to exchange wishes. Let me tell you what prayer is and then you'll see clearly what prayer is not. Prayer is us exchanging our wishes, our desires for God's desires and God's wishes. This is what prayer is not. Prayer is not our wish list and then we expect God to give us what we want even though it doesn't line up with his will. You see, this is really at the heart of what it means to be a born-again believer. We surrender our will, and we want God's will to be done, not our own. That's a choice. And the Spirit helps us if you've been born again, like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, saying, your will be done, not my own. See, we all have our own wishes. We all have our own desires. And many prayers that Christians pray because it's selfish prayers, what we want, not God's will. God will never give you what is not his will because he knows what's best for you. But Satan will answer your prayers. He'll give you just what you want, just what you asked for, because it'll destroy you. It's not God's will that you should perish. Satan will answer your prayers just to help you go down to hell with him. Amen. You ever heard the saying, be careful what you ask for because you might get what you want? Well, that's shown enough true when it comes to prayer. Prayer is exchanging our desires for the Lord's desires. We want what he wants for us. See, friends, that's why many prayers bounce off the ceiling and the walls 
because we're asking for the wrong things. We're asking God to give us what we think we need or what we want. God don't work that way. We must follow his lead. So Paul says in these verses, never stop praying. Prayer must be persistent. Jesus said in Luke chapter 18, verse one to his disciples to keep on praying and never give up. We have to constantly seek God's will and not our own. My flesh rises up, your flesh rises up. We all want what we want, but we gotta fight that. And prayer helps us to fight our will and to constantly seek the Lord's will, to get in his word, to see what he says, to depend upon him, to lead and guide us all the way. Prayer must be persistent because the flesh is persistent in trying to get what it wants. Amen. So we must exchange what we want for what God wants. That's what real prayer is. And that is the first secret to how you access these spiritual blessings, resources of the believer that Jesus has brought down from heaven to help us in the fight. All the armor of God that we must fit into and put on is a spiritual blessing Jesus brought from heaven to help us against our spiritual enemies and foes. So prayer is something we must always do because we must exchange our will for his will and be persistent and consistent about it. Prayer must be persistent. So. That shows us why prayer is extremely important in spiritual warfare because spiritual warfare is designed by Satan to attack our flesh so that we'll give in to our base sinful desires. Prayer is how we access all of God's special blessings from heaven while we're in the fight. And that includes the believer's power because prayer connects us with God's power. You will not experience God's power working in your life until you line your will up with his will. You got to be broken. You have to surrender to his will. You have to submit to his authority. So this armor that he has given us, we can put it on when we persistently pray exchange our will for his will. Not what I want, Lord, but your will be done. This is still a military metaphor Paul is using for the believer's resource, just like he talked about all the other things in Ephesians 6 concerning our warfare. Prayer connects us to the power of God, and that makes everything work that God has provided for us as a resource that's ours. When we pray, we can access it. And that's how we stand and defeat the enemy when he attacks us. Paul also said, never stop praying, especially for others, and keep prayer for God's people. Did you know that persistent prayers must be offered up in a corporate manner? Prayer must be corporate. What that means is we don't pray selfish prayers all the time. We pray for other people. There's a reason Jesus told us to pray our Father who art in heaven. He didn't say just pray your father. God truly is our father through Christ who's adopted us into his family through faith in him. But God is interested in the whole family. God is interested in all of his children. Jesus is interested in everybody who has come out of the world into his church through faith in him. You see, 
A selfish child in the family can bring divisions amongst everybody. You got to get with the program if you're going to have access to God's resources. Amen. And that's what prayer does. When you and I pray for each other, it reminds us it's not all about us. It's about the kingdom. It reminds us that we are all in this together. We are one body in Christ. We need to be reminded that God loves all his children, not just us. Remember, I've said it over and over. All God's children are special to him, but none of us will be spoiled by him. So when the devil comes against you, he's coming against me. When he comes against me, he's coming against you. So this exchange of our wishes and desires for we want what God wants, that leads us to pray corporately. Paul said, never stop praying, especially for others, and keep praying for God's people. Do you get it? Amen. That, my friends, explains why a lot of Christians don't have access to the resources Jesus brought down from heaven to help us in our everyday struggles in life, to be overcomers, because we're praying too many selfish prayers. I won't, I won't, give me, give me, me, myself, and I, uh-uh. Prayer has to be persistent, and it has to be persistent and corporate. You got to pray for each other because we're in this together. Amen. Now, Paul goes on to say, always pray by the power of the Spirit. And then he says, stay alert. Now, this tells us the way we learn to pray in exchanging our will for his will, surrendering to what he wants for us, regardless of how it may hurt or what we think about it, or what it might look like. You see, God's will is perfect, but God's will is perfect, but it don't always make sense to us. You see, we don't even know what to pray for. We need to pray by the power of the Holy Spirit. We have to follow the Holy Spirit's lead because he knows God's will for us. Our selfish nature wants what we want, but God's perfect will is what's best for us. And the Holy Spirit helps us to pray according to God's will. You see, that's what the scriptures is talking about in Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27. Powerful prayers are spirit-led prayers because it's not the selfish nature just giving God our wish list, but the Spirit leads us to pray according to the will of the Father in the name of Jesus. That's the kind of talk with God that'll make it all right. So our prayers must be powerful by praying in the Spirit. Paul also tells us to be alert. You know what this means? It means our prayers must be discerning. Discernment is seeing things in the spirit realm as God sees them and not being deceived by the devil by looking at things with your own natural eyes of your flesh. See, I may think I need something, so I'll pray for that because I'm limited in understanding and Satan can deceive me on that. I could be swearing down as God's will and it ain't. Many of us have prayed for things and we got them, thought that's what we needed. And then when it happened, we wish we had never prayed that prayer because it was the worst thing ever happened to us. That's what the flesh does. So the spirit helps us when we be led by the spirit and pray in the spirit's power. Then we're discerning. He helps us pray rightly what God really wants for us. Not what's good to us, but what's good for us. So Paul says, be alert, pray with discernment. 
and the Spirit has to help us do that. That's why Jesus always said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And that's why you hear me say that open your eyes so you can see what's right in front of you. Because our enemy, our foe is spiritual. We're not fighting humans, remember? We're fighting against principalities and powers, demons and evil spirits under Satan's control that are structured and organized, who have strategies and methods to rebel against God and destroy you. So you need discernment. Discernment helps us with prayer to wake up and look up. And that helps us to access the believer's resources from heaven that Jesus brought to help us, to support us, to give us victory in the fight. Amen. Have you ever noticed that the devil likes to sneak up on you? He likes to deceive you. Deception and lies is his greatest weapon. That's straight out of his playbook. But when we pray, the way God tells us to by exchanging our will for his will with the help of the spirit persistently. Amen. So that we do it corporately, praying for other people all the time, especially the children of God in the church. And then when we learn to pray in the power of the spirit, we're discerning. Friends, that's the secret to accessing all the resources God has provided in Christ for you and me right now until Jesus comes. So don't think that if you're defeated, it's God's fault. Don't think that if your prayers ain't working, it's God turning a deaf ear on you. No, you got to learn how to access the believer's resources. And the secret is learning to pray this way. Amen. So there's no wonder that Paul says, pray, 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 pray. Keep on praying no matter what. Paul shows us the power of the believer's resources through prayer that can help you in the most dire of circumstances. You'll be able to stand no matter what the devil throws at you, no matter how things look. Paul provides us a detailed living example of his own context of the believer's resource and how prayer accesses all the spiritual blessings you need to be faithful to Jesus until the end. Let's look at it. Verses 19 and 20. This is what Paul said. Pray that I'll be given the message to speak and that I may fearlessly explain the mystery about the good news. I was sent to do this work and this is the reason I am in jail. So pray that I will be brave and speak boldly like I should. Amen. 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 You get it, friends? Paul is in jail and he's talking like a real man of God, a Christian soldier. He asked them to pray for him while he's in jail. The false system put him in jail. Corrupt people in power put him in jail. False prophets put him in jail who lead the apostate church. Why? Because Paul stood firm against the devil's attacks no matter what. How'd he do it? He's telling us prayer. So he asked his readers to pray for him. What did he ask for? His will? Get me out of jail? Did he say pray that somebody will show up and start a movement in the streets carrying signs? Free Paul? No justice? No peace? No. See, that's our will. 
Paul wanted God's will. He was surrendered to the will of Christ in his life. That's why his prayers were powerful. Paul said, pray that I be given the message to speak that I may fearlessly continue to explain the mystery about the good news. Preach the gospel. Tell everybody about Jesus. We got peace with God through faith in Jesus. Well, now he says that that's what God sent him to do. That's God's will for him. And that's also the reason why he's in jail. So instead of him backing up off of this and regretting that he obeyed the Lord, prayer helped him continue to exchange his will for God's will, just like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Paul didn't want to die in Nero's chopping block, just like Jesus didn't want to go to the cross and suffer that agony. But Jesus said, not my will, but thy will be done. That's what prayer is, exchanging my will for his will. And Paul does the same thing. So he asked him to pray that he'll be brave and speak boldly like the Lord wants him to. Hallelujah. I hope you see this now. You see, the change didn't hold Paul's spirit down. Prayer releases us from all demonic restraint. Paul asked for prayer because prayer is the believer's resource. Paul said, I need to access all these spiritual blessings brought down from heaven by Jesus Christ himself. And I need it now more than ever. Persistent prayer, corporate prayer, powerful prayer, discerning prayer. So what do we learn? From the example of Paul, until Jesus brings everything in heaven and earth together under his authority at the second coming, we are engaged in spiritual warfare. The devil will attack us and you won't be able to make it if you don't know how to pray. Why? Because prayer gives access to the believer's resource come down from heaven by Christ himself to help you, to support you, to assist you, to strengthen you as you stand against the devil in the evil days. Amen. So just like Paul, I'm asking you to pray for me and I will pray for you. And that's the best thing God's children can do. Let me pray right now. Lord, I'm asking that your will be done. Don't give us what we want. Give us what we need. Help us to pray your will. Exchange what we want for what you want. Help us to surrender to your will, to come under your lordship, your authority, to carry our cross every day. You'll give us the strength. Real prayers like this give us access to what you've already provided from heaven. All the armor that you talked about, standing in the power of your might. Prayer connects us with your power. Help us now, Lord. Jesus, I know you're coming soon, but until then, it's getting worse out here. Like your Bible prophesied, and we need your help. Thank you for the spiritual blessings, the armor of God, and everything you provided for us so we can stand against the devil's attacks. I'm asking this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you, friends. You can review these video messages and support the ministry at shilohnewark.com and microwaynobleministry.com. Check out my YouTube channel and don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Listen to my messages also on brighteon.com. My channel is Man Up Truth. 
friends, you can go on Microwave Noble Ministries and also listen to all of these messages, either as a video or as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just check it out at MichaelANobleMinistries.com. Join me for my next message as I continue to preach about the kingdom of God. God bless you. You know what I'm going to say? Real good. Amen. Amen and amen.